Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Douglas Boom. Doug is the principal engineer of Ethernet software at Intel, a position he's held for just over two and a half years. In his role, he develops custom driver solutions for Intel Ethernet-based products, including data center switches, infrastructure for the Olympic Games, and self-driving cars, among others. Doug has been with Intel for 28 years, and I look forward to speaking with him about how Ethernet has evolved during his time with the company and what the future holds for Ethernet as well. Doug Boom, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. But first, a quick word from our partner, Adyen, and the company's chief operating officer, Cameron Zaki. Adyen is a payment platform company that allows businesses to accept e-commerce, mobile, and point-of-sale payments. And Cameron wanted to provide a short overview of what Adyen has to offer. Cameron, over to you. Thanks, Peter. It's one global platform on which you can do many continents and countries, all the relevant payment methods, which vary significantly across different parts of the world to online and physical world or mobile. And we've continued to expand from there. If you go to a dinner party and people ask you what you do and you say this, they're like, that sounds like common sense. Why is it unique? The reality is that a lot of the players who've been around for decades have grown on mainframe computing, releasing once or twice a year, buying other companies, and then they give you one API. But behind the scenes, it's a bit of a spaghetti mess, unfortunately. What Adyen did and what we do is sort of really do the backend plumbing that is a little less sexy at times, but really makes the difference in being able to say, hey, it was Peter. Do you know that he you know, shops online and on mobile and in your store and you can recognize him and you can connect all the dots and it's not just enabling the payment, but it's, hey, how do you factor that into loyalty and marketing and all kinds of other use cases? Thanks, Cameron. And now on to the interview. Great. Well, Doug, I thought we would begin with your role. As I just mentioned, you're the principal engineer of Intel Ethernet. Uh, most of us have some familiarity with what Ethernet is, but probably only a vague sense for many. Uh, take a moment and offer a bit more, if you would, um, especially given the fact that you've been involved with it for most of three decades. Uh, talk also about a bit a bit about how it's evolved, if you would. Ethernet is one of the fabrics of data that uh, has found its way pervasively throughout of all of society. And when I started all those years ago, it was doing uh, you know the the advanced most uh, up to date speed was 100 megabits. And now here, 28 years later, we're talking 200 gigabits plus. So, you know, that, that's a huge uh, change in terms of speed over just a, a couple of generations of products. And, you know, watching Ethernet go from being a data center style interconnect where it would literally be just to plug into a, a server. Um, even, you know, in the old days, it was like a network server, which was a file share server. And now with the dominant protocols coming out, uh, IP uh, protocol, um, TCP IP, that you end up having my desktop here is, is talking to your desktop there at the other end of the world somewhere. And it's like we're in the same room together. And that's really the power of Ethernet is to interconnect not only people, but businesses and ideas and do so at speeds that make it seem simultaneous. I'd also love to talk to you a bit, Doug, about what it's what um, some of the differences between Ethernet and other things that are similar to it. Uh, USB, for example, um, these are both ports on the side of my computer, and therefore the similarities abound. Uh, there must be uh, the same thing, just a little bit different uh, plug-in associated with that, some might think. <laughs> but talk a bit about the differentiation of Ethernet and some of the things that uh, are often mistaken for it. 
Yeah, it's 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 kind of hilarious because, you know, people just see the RJ45 connector. That's the standard way that most people interconnect with it. That's the the connector that'll be like on the back of your television, for example. And they'll just, you know, oh, I just get a cable and I just plug it in and then the Internet is there. And they don't realize that it's very much like a, a duck swimming across a pond is that the you know, on the surface is this nice and calm little duck going, you know, just moving across the lake. But underneath, right, there's there's two feet underneath that are just paddling my like mad. There's a physical layer, which is the part that you actually plug into. And then there's the media access controller, which is the digital part that slices the data into a form that the CPU can understand. And so these two feet are just working madly underneath to make things happen. And that's where my role comes in is that I help our partners to uh, mate their choices of the physical layer to the capabilities of the digital layer in the Mac. And that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. And as much as everybody wants it to be like, you know, blocks that just plug in and make it all work, every single physical layer has its own unique perspectives and challenges. And the Mac always has uh, things that it likes to do better and, and worse. And and uh, partnering with our, our solution providers, we, we come together to make a, a solution that makes the duck look very efficient. That's a great example. And I know from our previous conversations, Doug, that you had a number of interesting use cases associated with Ethernet as well. Um, you told me a, a moving story about uh, a health scare your wife had uh, that made things very personal for you as to the uses of Ethernet. I wonder if you would, would mind uh, sharing that story now. Yeah, I, I, I love to tell this story. Um, it's, it really demonstrates the power of, of technology and the power of Ethernet as well as it really speaks to how you know pouring yourself into your your job can actually have uh, you know secondary characteristics as well so um i was working with a, a great engineer uh, jeff hawker with a partner of ours that was having a challenge with our 82547 and 82541 products and it was a healthcare company and i had just finished work making uh, the solution provider work and uh, went on with my normal daily life. And a couple months later, my wife came to me and, and she was having some problems. And we went to the doctor and it turns out that she might have cancer. And spoiler alert, she's fine. Um, but we had to get an ultrasound to actually see what was going on. And as we sat waiting for the in the ultrasound room, waiting for the technician to come and, and take the, the measurements, I realized that that was the device that I had helped make the healthcare provider work, the solution work. And so my own work was going to help potentially save the life of my wife. And then that's when it really hit me on the power of, of Ethernet. And it it isn't just a technology for, for letting two, you know, CPU boxes or nerd boxes talk to each other. It was it's impactful on people's lives. And it really opened my eyes. And I started looking more around about what Ethernet is up to. And the amount of places that it is is, is just just shocking to me. But um you know, that that one solution, you know, I've got tons of stories to the point where it almost doesn't seem real at times, the number of places that I've helped Ethernet go and where Ethernet has gone. And uh, there's there's tons of stories. And I know that uh, we don't have enough time to cover all of them today. I'd love to talk about some other case examples as well, if you don't mind, Doug. Uh, I know your work is represented on Mars, under the ocean, in Disney World, the Olympics. Uh, maybe take one or a couple of those and provide a bit more color uh, as each are so so interesting and certainly, I think, bring, uh, bring to life the idea even more. 
I mean, how do you put on your LinkedIn that you have software solutions on another planet, right? Is people just don't believe that. But, um, you know, it, Intel Ethernet has has been chosen by a lot of um, providers to be on solutions that end up in just amazing places. And so we were making the rounds uh, internally where a uh, an Intel CPU product had been found to have been on board the uh, the, care, the, the crane portion of the Perseverance module on, on Mars, and they had a picture of the board that they used, and in the corner of the board was very clearly our I-211 Ethernet product, and I had written some uh, software for that and worked with a software vendor to make a solution that turns out that that was what was being used by, by NASA. And so uh, it was just one of those moments of like, really? On, on Mars? And so uh, I, I've, I've had it there. Um, I've had to work uh, long weekends. Um, my, my anniversary is actually usually uh, Super Bowl weekend. So I've I had one opportunity where um, Intel Ethernet had been used in the Shuttle Safe program, where a um, solutions provider out of the Midwest had partnered with NASA for uh, providing real time or within five minutes, I believe, all of the HD feeds from the launch pad had to be in Houston so they could make a abort or a mission go, no-go determination for the, the space shuttle when it was operable. And so, uh, you know, when I take vacations now, I love to go see the, the different orbiters because, again, my work was being involved to help uh, make sure that those astronauts came back safe. And uh, we've had either technology demos or our partners that have been participating with, with Intel Ethernet solutions at the Olympics. Uh, so we've been there since 1998. Uh, you know, so it's just uh, just always so much fun to, to walk around. And like, I went to Southern California to have a vacation and I went on the ride that is using Intel Ethernet. Uh, and, and then my wife is like, you did that last time. But I was like, but it's still my work that's still there. So it's always always puts a smile on my face when I get to actually interact with some of the solutions that I've helped create across the world. That's fascinating. Another story you told me that I found particularly interesting was the fact that Ethernet can save significant costs in the creation of cars. What, why is that? Yeah. So what, what people don't realize necessarily is that, um, you know, the cables within a car is either is like number three by cost and number two by weight. Uh, only the transmission and engine complex is more expensive than just the cables that are running within the vehicle. And so, um, you know, there's so much and so many advances being made with automotive solutions, self-driving cars and, and um, you know, things that are uh, driver assist technologies that, that require these higher data speeds. And uh, old technologies like CAM and some of the other ones, serial buses just aren't cutting the mustard. And so, you know, people look towards Ethernet for it because, you know, when you've got 100 gig speeds available, you know, your backup camera is a trivial data load compared to that. But the challenge is, is that the old Cat 6 cables were uh, you know, particularly heavy and it was unattractive to automotives. But now that there's a, a T1 Phi product on the marketplace, that's that physical layer. That's the one leg of the duck. And it works really well with the, uh, in the solutions that are like in the C3000 SOC solution that I work with quite a bit. Um, so you would marry the, the left hand foot of T1 to the right hand foot of the uh, C3000 solution. And now you've got an, an automotive version that has less weight, higher speeds, and is a very turnkey solution space for all of the automotive providers. And I've worked with some of the automotive uh, OS solution providers uh, and, and some of the, the just largest names in the industry in Germany 
and Asia uh, for creating some of these solutions. And so it's it's exciting to go car shopping and and go, yep, my work's in there, my work's in there, my work's in there. And and um, my, my wife's a saint. She's like, oh, yes, I know, I know. But uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. And it's just speaks to uh, the the places that Ethernet is is able to go and the, the creativity that has allowed uh, solution providers to unlock to uh, make mankind have a have a better experience. Great, great examples, Doug. Uh, well, you're part of Intel. Obviously, you operate in a much broader context and you're a principal engineer. There are other principal engineers as well. Talk a bit about the ecosystem across Intel um, that you operate within and how those partnerships work, if you would. Yeah, that, that's another part where just like the RJ45 part where people just see this, you know, this duck performing at the surface. Uh, you know, Intel Ethernet has offices all over the world and we have great engineers all over the world. Um, you know, Taiwan, China, Romania, Israel, Canada, um, five or six just here in the United States. And, um, you know, all of us come together synergistically to help create the, this generation and the next generation of, of products. And, you know, um, there's another principal engineer in another part of Intel, uh, Kent Lusted. He's uh, he does the physical layer. So he's, the, you know, the left hand of the duck and I do the software on the media access controller. So I'm the, the right hand of the duck. And it really shows uh, how much it takes uh, to get come together. Like, for example, the story I was telling about um, the ultrasound solution for my wife, uh, you know, my my partner in crime, Jeff, he was the uh, we always used to joke that he's the, um, you know, the hardware Batman to my software, Robin. And um, you know, we would come together to uh, create the solutions because, you know, it takes both a hardware, uh, you know, fully functioning hardware solution as well as then a fully functioning software solution to actually create a, an endpoint. And, um, you know, we have people that do testing so that, you know, we make sure that our solutions are IEEE conformant. We have, you know, burn-in tests, make sure that it has zero manufacturing defects for some of our automotive solution providers. It just takes, uh, you know, hundreds of engineers to make this tiny little die that just ends up being in the console of of your auto your the car that you just bought but it you know it it, it does take a, a village to make these solutions thanks for that overview i wonder also um as i mentioned at the outset you've worked most of three decades at intel what is it about your experience there that's kept you uh, with the company so long the people first of all i mean intel is is really great at recruiting and hiring just a players um, the personalities I've been blessed with so many great managers and um, you know great visionaries that I've been able to work with and so that's really been keeping me around the technology aspect the envelopes always been being pushed and there's always new technologies and so um, you know 100 megabit 1 gig 10 gig 100 gig you know that's always been able to kind of keep me activated um, when I moved in the mid 2000s into more of a customer facing role um, being able to partner with other solution providers to create just amazing solutions, what really got me, uh, you know, addicted and really seeing this, what my work was able to do to change the lives around me and the lives around the world really kept, you know, really is what really gets me out of bed because, uh, you know, making a, a web page load a millisecond faster, that's not very exciting to me, but helping people to get to school on time safely uh, in a, you know snowy conditions because the automotive sensors are working correctly. Um, you know that's the type of stuff when when you feel like your your work impacts the world and really impacts lives. That's really when you you willing to burn the midnight oil and and have a great time being here. 
you talked a bit about the collaborations across the organization. I'd love to hear more about the team uh, that you run. Uh, talk a bit about how it's grown, the skills that you've been acquiring and, and as well, and, and other aspects of the makeup of the team, if you would. It's always a funny question to Intel because we we changed teams so many times. I really adopted the whole Ethernet Intel Ethernet family, and um, I work with um, primarily right now the team that I'm embedded with is um, solutions providers for the SOC system on a chip uh, ecosystem, and so that's the um, you know the Atom and Xeon based uh, SOCs. Is, that team uh, right now, there's a, a lot of market vigor there that, that requires a little bit more focus. And so that's that's the team that I'm partnering with. But there's NVM, a non, um, non-volatile memory. So that that's the part that stores the personality of the solution. And so I work with those providers to create those personalities. I work with hardware engineers for, is the layout correct? Is the, they wired the KR interface correctly? Is the MDIO correct? Is those types of hardware interfaces are all programmatically set up. Um, I work with planners like Carl and, uh, you know, the, in Zoli and Ofer that um, you know, pr- help provide solutions and interactions with other technologies because as much as I'm a principal engineer, there's only so much, you know, one brain can hold. And so uh, I surround myself, luckily, with some some genius people that help me pr- create solutions around 1588 and virtualization and, and other things where the uh, the ecosystem is just much, much too large for, for any one person to absorb. And, uh, you know, together we'll, we create solutions that, um, you know, are standing the test of time so far. I also wanted to ask you, Doug, what excites you most as you look to the future of Ethernet? Uh, where do you see it going and where do you see some of the greatest value being derived from it? Just, uh, you know, customers are always pushing innovation, always pushing the boundaries. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm working with a provider for an autonomous electrics uh, helicopter taxi which is a sentence that didn't even parse two years ago, right? And now it's just like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that means. Um, and, you know, so the, on the partner side, it, it's great that there's always new innovation there. Um, Intel is, is pushing the solution space forward. So there's the infrastructure processing unit or IPU that is a new technology that Intel has been working on. Um, it's really allowing a, a re-envisioning of the way the network works within a data center. Um, it's moving microservices and uh, a lot of the uh, day-to-day infrastructure from the CPU onto the IPU, which allows your you know, CPU to be doing more cost-effective tasks, more billable tasks, and uh, allows for creative things like um, uh, you, know, you have one image that your entire data center boots off of because you effectively have one virtual hard drive that is running your entire data center. So the IPU is going to open up a whole bunch of new opportunities and market segments, as well as you know the old just get me some packets and get them to me fast is always going to be there. And that's always going to be a new and uh, area for expansion just because customers, as they get exposed to Ethernet, start envisioning newer and newer things that do greater and greater opportunities. Fascinating. Those give us a lot to keep our eyes open for. Well, Doug Boom, thank you for a a very compelling conversation, unpacking what Ethernet is, what it isn't, uh, where you see it going, and and why you've remained so excited uh, operating within this topic for for such a large swath of your career. It's been a, a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. It's been great talking to you. I really appreciate your time today.